So hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Skull Sessions. Uh, this week I wanted to take a break from speaking to bands and I decided to bring in two guys who will bring us a different take on music. These are two record labels, two high profile record labels in my opinion. And they're two record labels that I've spent a lot of money <laughs> on and uh, will do so again in the future. They're two fantastic guys. I have Philippe here from Elusive Sound who are based in Switzerland. And I have Yannick, who's based in France, and he's labeled as Voice of the Unheard. So, guys, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks Thank for you. having us. <laughs> really appreciate it. I have a lot of questions, obviously, because I would be a vinyl fan myself. And, and I think a lot of people that will watch the show will be the same because it has taken a new lease of life, hasn't it? Vinyl in, in general, across the world, basically. Yeah. I suppose my first question is, what was, what was the drive behind getting started? What, what, what possessed you to, because I suppose just give people a bit of a background there, Philip. I'll start with yourself. Sure, sure. Like, I was going through <laughs> your, some of your information. I mean, your site was designed by Eli from Black. And yes. then I see that Alex EF designed your logo. I mean, talk about big, big guns. Like, I mean, <laughs> what, what a start to the, to the label, you know? How, how did it come about? What made you decide on, on starting up? Um... I, uh, me and Remo actually started yeah. the label together. Um, Remo is our um, art directionist. Um, yeah. It was all vinyl related um, uh, artsy stuff, color yeah. stuff and so. And he has been a record collector for many years now. Okay. And by chance, I started record collecting as well. And we got back in touch after we had been um, in school together mm-hmm. for, I think, four years. Okay. And... Um, we, we both were a little upset about how um, vinyl was being made, being packaged, like um, labels cutting corners, mm-hmm. uh, in, like with the vinyl weight, with the quality, with the um, packaging, and also with yeah, the yeah. shipping and stuff. And jokingly, because back then I was living with my parents and they had saved up a bit of money, um, jokingly, I said, "Hey, let's let's just do our own label, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's let's fix all these mistakes and try to do something a bit different." And uh, from that joke, it, it actually grew so much bigger, you know. <laughs> it's, it's mad how something can kick off from something so small. It's just just a a bit of a why don't we? And next minute, exactly, you do it like it's fantastic. Yannick, what about yourself? Because I know you're sort of maybe a one man show at the moment, aren't you? I mean, your DIY label, you'd call it, I suppose. Yeah, uh, it actually started as a booking uh, booking association in, in Bordeaux here. All right. Uh, because I was like, okay, why not try that? <laughs> Want to see how it's made, and let's let's have someone to book the shows the the shows for bands I love, and who else than me could do that? Yeah. Uh, so it started like that, and a few years later, um, uh, I made some contacts with many bands. And the, the guys from Lost in Cave, uh, who, who I become friends with, uh, mm-hmm. they, they wanted to press their first record. And okay. I was like, okay, I started collecting records. Uh, okay, let's see how that works. And it just started like that. And, and here we go. Were you involved in Lost in Cave's first album? So? Yeah. Oh, very good. I did not know that. I did not know that. The, it, was a, yeah, it was a co-production with Dunk which was good because I didn't know anything about producing vinyl at that time. So 
it was cool to have someone who knew that uh, to, for the first release. You dealt with Dunk so from the outset, did you? That was your sort of go-to yeah. people? Yeah. Yeah. A great bunch of people actually, Dunk. They're fantastic, yeah. Okay. And when, when I speak about quality, like in a professionalism, like the two of your sales names, you know, you, you come to my head straight away, but Dunk also, like, I mean, Dunk have, have a fantastic pressing plant that they've created over the last couple of years, you know? Uh, have you been there to visit it? Have you seen it? Uh, I wish I, I could because, <laughs> uh, because yeah, they are, they are doing a fantastic job on that. So, Philippe, have you been to Dunk? No, I have. I never have. <laughs> I own a few um, Dunk records. Yeah, you know, from back from the days where they were pressing um, not in house, uh -huh. and also from the more recent pressings. And uh, I I like how they um, how they took matters into their own hands yeah. when when there was a shortage of vinyl. Uh, suppliers. Uh -huh. Would you ever see yourselves going on that road, lads? Would you ever envisage yourselves being that big in, in setting up a plant? No. <laughs> Not a, no? No, no. No, no. So you're happy to deal with someone like Dunk so to press the records and basically you distribute and yeah. joint label. How do, you, how do you go about it? For us, um, yeah. we work with uh, Parrots Press. Okay. Which is basically an open secret, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they are an, an, a one-stop fulfilling service, okay. basically. But um, we do add our own uh, little things, you know, as, uh, as you saw with the, um, the Turna um, slip cases, for example. Yeah. Or the, um, the black slip case. All of these things are not made um, in the Czech Republic with uh, Paris Press. So, but... Um, they're either locally sourced or close to us. Okay. And, yeah. and, your, and yourself, Yannick, then, is it mostly just Dunk you deal with? Or? Um, it's a bit, uh, I, I, am a, I work a bit differently than okay. Elusive because I do a lot of co-releases where I don't actually manage the pressing. But when I do releases myself, the, the last ones were pressed at Dunk. Mm -hmm. So it was, yeah, uh, I've been really happy uh, with their job and the next one is going to be at Dunk too. So. Okay. Is there quality checks when they get to your, your hands, Jan? Do you go through them all? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, are, they have great turnaround times, which yeah. at, at that time is really good to have. Yeah. I mean, that, that's something we we'll probably talk about after. I mean, it's mm. pressing plants are just fucking inundated with orders. I can only imagine. Like, but vinyl in general, as do you think, I know it's obviously made a huge comeback. Like, is it um, going to stay around? Is it something that's going to start to go to fashion again, do you think? Or is it here for the long haul? I personally think it's going to stay uh, for the long haul. Yeah. Um, maybe um, numbers will go down a little bit. If something mm. new comes up or if there's a, you know, more, uh, more of a digital evolution. Yeah. I mean, Spotify has been a, a huge evolution. Mm -hmm. You know, Bandcamp was there first, but Spotify made made it somewhat more accessible yeah. for everyone. And even I myself catch myself uh, using Spotify because I'm lazy <laughs> sometimes uh, over vinyl, but not not when I want to sit down and listen to vinyl or to, to the music. Yeah. But it has a really. use though, Philippe, like, doesn't it? I know people will slate it and, and I have done myself. But it, it is a way of finding bands. Like there's no there's no question about that. Like yes, I mean, exactly. you know, it, it does edge it towards something specific that you may yeah. not have went to yourself. Yannick, what do you think yourself about vinyl at the moment? Is, is, it, is it here to stay? Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe the, the, 
the fact that the turnaround times are getting bigger and bigger, yeah. uh, it, it can maybe cause some issues with the cost and stuff like that. But at the moment, it seems that, like it's going to stay. I think it's, mm. it's something we asked ourselves, like when I started the label, like everyone was asking this question. Yeah. And so Same. it mm. was eight years ago and it's still going well and up. So... Yeah, yeah you're, for, like you're uploading since 2013, Yannick, aren't you? That's that's yeah. eight years. They've flown by nine years nearly. What am I saying? Yeah, it's no regrets. No, that you started no. it up, no? <laughs> no, I, I have to say at some points I, I thought I was going to quit, but like you, you always find new projects and yeah, I'm okay. glad I, 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 I continued. Like neither of you have grey hair yet, so there's been no stress, I'd say. We're <laughs> <laughs> both fine, I'd say, for now. What do you think, uh, Philippe? I mean, Again, it's probably a question I want to speak to you again after about because yeah, sure. you know yourself, there was, a, there was an email went out maybe last, I'm sure we can touch on it now, there was an email went out last year, wasn't there? Or that saying that Elusive Sound was going to wrap up mm-hmm. this year, basically, yeah. I mean, is that still the case? Yeah, it largely depends on scheduling. <laughs> okay. But yes, um, Elusive Sound is, is going to close, yes. Okay. Um, after a, a set, a scheduled set of records has been released. Okay. And um, after most most uh, LPs have sold out, or oh, okay. uh, they have found a new home in another distribution, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So there's no set date per se. Mm-hmm. It's just the announcement that yes, we're not going to continue. Okay. But until then, we're we're working. <laughs> yeah, you're open for business until then. Yeah. I exactly. think there's, there's five of you involved in Elusive Sound, isn't there, um, Philippe? Am I right? Four or five of you? Does Remo yourself? Josh does the Facebook stuff and you'd have... Peter is, is there Peter, as well. Peter's like four, yeah. Yes, was, was, was it a joint decision? Are you all happy to um, to call it a day whenever... Yeah, comes? the decision fell when we were still uh, three, like the three founders. Yeah. And um, we hired Josh into... I'm telling him, sorry, we're closing. That was a bit awkward, but he was very happy to join nevertheless. Mm-hmm. Of course it was, yes. yeah. Yeah. It was a joint decision. Yannick, would you ever see yourself bringing somebody else in to give you a hand and, and sort of, you know, take away some of that heavy workload that you must be finding yourself under being a solo project? I've tried that in the past, but mm. it's always difficult because, yeah, from the beginning, it's only been myself and like people that I've tried to to come and help, like who didn't really have much time. So I prefer mm. to continue like that and do what I can do and get some help when I can because I like I get some help from the beginning from yeah. a friend who does all the, the graphic stuff okay. when it's needed. And and for example on the last uh, on the last release for the ALS uh, record, uh, yeah. it's my girlfriend who made the design of the beside screen printing. So okay. I I kind of like it like that. Like there's not a a, a a focused team like but when it's needed like to have you control can... <laughs> yeah <laughs> so tell me that are you both big collectors uh philippe are you a well i yeah, actually know you so. are a big collector because i i sort of had a quick look through your dis- discogs <laughs> discography and had a look and <laughs> see what you could potentially be selling at some stage but yeah uh-huh. <laughs> when, when, um, when did the whole collection uh bug kick off for you when, when did you start um my first record has been a Dimo Borghi record. It should be should have been Godless Savage Garden, but I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lucky pick. 
um, I went to a local record store looking for CDs and somehow stumbled upon vinyl. And it was, it was like, I think it's um, clear with green splatter. Okay. And that, that just caught my eye. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's buy it. Because <laughs> my parents back then had a record player. So I was able to actually use it. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's where it started. Um, and I don't know, it just came by itself. And uh, the more or, or, or the, the better jobs I had, the more I poured into records. Yeah. But that's what happens. I suppose people wonder, like, you know, is it just a fad you're getting involved? But it is something you can't stop, Yannick, isn't it? I mean, once you have one or two of your favorite, like I started out saying, I want my top 20 albums of all time and, mm-hmm. you know, first press. And I achieved it then. And you say, fuck it, look at this, look at this. And it just snowballs. Is it the same for you? Yeah, exactly. I was a huge CD collector at the time. And yeah. At some point, a, a band that I booked gave me their, their vinyl. And when I opened it, I saw that it was uh, transparent orange with black smoke. I was like, okay, that looks really cool. Yeah. And I got booked in and then, yeah, you start and then you say, okay, I want this one, just as you said. And, mm. and it never stops. And for yourself, Yannick, there, like you, you sort of, seem to be sticking with post scene like don't you with post rock metal emo screamos have you ever thought about sort of stepping out of that and maybe adventuring into some other style of music or have you any restrictions is it just the way it felt Mm, i think i i wanted to focus only on this at the beginning because like just focusing on this scene you have Mm. so many people contacting you and you can't release all the stuff you want already yeah. so yeah. if you open to more uh i have some ideas and for other things that might expand a bit but it's just because it's friends or in those cases maybe i, I can go in some things that would be more indie pop or yeah maybe more yeah. classical but yeah uh, otherwise i try to stick to that so it's, it's what you're into i suppose yeah isn't it i mean it, yeah. makes, it makes it easier when it's something that you you love yourself like Philippe I'm just thinking back there as well like do you go to bands or do bands come to you if you have an idea you want to press an album like we just said the band Black for instance you say right I would fucking love to have these guys on Elusive Sound um, both both things have happened um, yeah obviously in the beginning we went to um, two bands I think okay. it, it's been a long time I'm sorry yeah, yeah. And, and another band like Show Me Dinosaur they yeah. came to us Asking okay. just just send in their demo and asking if, if we want to release something. And with black, I can't remember currently. Yeah. I would have to ask because that's actually Peter's job. Okay, right. <laughs> Peter yeah. is artist and repertoire, and it's his job to um to, to be on the lookout and okay. to be open for them. So but, it's a two-way street, so for the really like exactly. they come to you, you can go to them. Yeah, just, there's no yeah. set agenda, like yeah. Yeah, it it it, it comes down to what um, and, and choosing bands is, is coming is, is coming down to what we believe was exceptional emotive music. Yeah, um, their their sound aesthetic and vision that that we feel that fits elusive sound mm-hmm. and that deserves to be heard by a, a, as many people as possible. Do you find yourselves All, having to turn down bands? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we, we have to do that mostly because of scheduling and when when we um, announced the, uh, or, or decided to end the label, obviously then as well. Top thing to do, I'd say, isn't it? Yeah, it is. To, to tell a band, no, like, I mean, you know, we all know and understand that we all have our own 
full time mm-hmm. jobs outside of all this, like all this love for music, you know, and you, you hate to knock people's confidence, like when they're out to trying to make a break for themselves. But yeah. Yeah. Do you find a, Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, it's important to say that Illusion is exactly what you said. It's a side project, side hobby, yeah. side company. And we all work full time. Yeah. And so if we wanted to release more music, we'd have to uh, start putting in much more, more time. Hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Yannick, you're probably the same mind, yeah. Like yeah. The, yeah. It takes time. A lot of time. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. So yeah, at some point you want to say yes, but it's just not uh, yeah, it just wouldn't help the bands because mm-hmm. if you have too many things at the same time, like that wouldn't be enough promotion. So yeah. like I, I would just stack up the records in my in my living room and yeah, that's that wouldn't be helpful for anyone. <laughs> that's where they're stored, is it? That's where to go looking if we ever come down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. As I said, I know you're both big collectors that so uh, probably an impossible question. Like, what would be your favorite album? One of your favorite albums in your own collections? I'll go to Philippe there because he's actually smirking at me. Let me ask him first. Yeah, there's a lot of um, potential picks, of course. Yeah. If something that's of the greatest value to you, we'll say, an album that you would not part with ever. Um, well, the first thing that came to my mind is probably the uh, Moon Sorrow box set. Um, I, I'm not sure if you have seen it. No. Uh, um, it's a it's a huge box set that um, encompasses almost all albums of Moon Sorrow. Yeah, um, it's gorgeous. It's splatter. It's really high quality. Um, it it has you know there's several albums, so there's not one favorite album. Yeah, yeah, but that box it's just set. a big big nice box. It's a it's it's the first time it's been released on vinyl. So yeah, that's a big okay. That's a big one for me. <laughs> what about you, Yannick? Have you something that you would never part with in your collection? Yeah, the the. That's a difficult question. Like if I would say aesthetically, uh, yeah, the, the elusive records are, uh, yeah, that they're, they're my, t- my favorite ones. Like I'm so sad you're stopping because yeah, or every time you impress me with how clever it is and how you, you find new things. So yeah. yeah, definitely those ones, I won't part with them. And if it's more about music, I think my... Like my Miai Edrich uh, record, uh, like it's my favorite screamo band. Uh, they Who's are that, French. Sorry, Yannick? Uh, they call Miai Edrich. Uh, they they are from Lyon. They were from Lyon, and uh, okay. the singer went then to form uh, Celeste. So oh, yeah. you probably oh, know yeah. them. And they uh, before that, yeah, they they had a band, a screamo band. They only released two records in French, and like. Yeah, they they always get to me when I rec- re- when I listen to them. It's like mm-hmm. so many emotions. The the yeah. lyrics are so cool. Like, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Philippe, another question I would like to ask you actually about you know we talk about the different types of variants there and the splatters and the colors and the smoke mm-hmm. and who decides on it for an, an elusive press again. Is the pressing <laughs> plant involved? Is it all yourselves? Is it just your design concept? Um, it's, it's in tandem with the bands usually. Yeah. Um, I, um, it's obviously a question for, for Remo. Yeah. Um, and I've discussed it with him prior to, to the interview. And, um, he said that it's always closely discussed with the bands and also decided together, um, packaging and variants mostly come down to himself, to, to Remo. 
Um, he does concepts. He does mm -hmm. um, color variants. Yeah. And ultimately, he's uh, checking in with the bands. But um, yeah, they we they decide together on it. But yeah, what it stood out to me was Tierna's Earth Cult. I mean, mm -hmm. the actual album cover changed and all for that for the for the vinyl yeah. press. You know, <laughs> that's that's because there was only that cover image um, available. So. For a, for a vinyl release, you obviously need more panels than that. Yeah. Even if for a gatefold, you need, again, more. Okay. And for a triple gatefold, you need much more. So um, Remo came up with this cool concept that that's, that um, does the music justice. Yes, it and does. the ideas yeah. behind it. And we looked, we looked quite a long time for a suitable artist. Mm -hmm. And these are all, I think, paintings. So And again, Tierna themselves had had. A a big part in that, I suppose, as well, didn't they? Yes, he discussed the every idea that, with yeah. them. And they also agreed that we changed the um, the cover for, for, for the van release. Oh, brilliant, yeah. yeah. It looks, it's, it's a fantastic album. It's probably <laughs> one of my favorites, without a doubt. Yannick, what about yourself? When you speak with Dunk before they go pressing, or, or, do you have any say on the Dunk presses? Yeah, yeah. Input? Yeah, usually I I try to find an idea that fits the, the, the art. Mm -hmm. and try to see if they can do it uh, and like for example if i if i think about the the green lake uh record mm -hmm. like the the gray marble one was yeah. like a no-brainer it was definitely matching the the arts and the other one was more like at the beginning i thought it would only be a blob uh, but as they're not used to it it was a kind of splatter blob and it's even better than what yeah. I imagined. So it's always different on all the the the, the records. Yeah, it works very well. So is this something that saved our reinvented vinyl lads? Is it this fact that you could change the color, splatters, blobs, you name it, smoke? Would it have grown as it did if you were just still pressing black vinyl? Do you think? I, I don't think so. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't think it will have grown that much because, yeah, with Instagram and stuff like that, yeah. like the fact that you're releasing beautiful pieces of art that makes people want to buy them. Mm -hmm. um, it, is, it is art at the end of the day, like, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Philippe, you but, think the same? Yeah, for me, special, especially, um, I have not bought records because they were black. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not always about the music. It's, oh, it's, Always about the music, but not exclusively. I get you. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I had a, an interesting anecdote from, from the pressing plant, actually, because you mentioned if, if they are involved. Yeah. Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> um, obviously, they, they set the boundaries of, um, of colors and methods and all that stuff. But sometimes we, um, there have been instances where we, we forced them to do something they, uh, they weren't offering. Okay. Like an experimental idea. Some gentle and persuasion, Philip, is it? Yeah? Exactly, exactly. Okay, yeah. yeah. And also there, are, there were instances where they, they didn't work according to the um, order, okay. where they exchanged one or another color for something that was close, but not exactly the same. Okay. And only we know what happened. And we never tell anyone, of course, <laughs> because they, every pressing looks great, yeah. at least in my opinion. But, but with some, they could have looked better yeah. or different. Again, you know, you'd be on your forums there talking to people 
and you see the mock-ups of a, a potential pre-order coming and you see this glorious, you wonder how this could be possible. And it turns out it's not possible because what you perceived isn't yeah. the same, like, you know? Yeah. And it is um, a bit of an, but again, I know Elusive have been sort of commended on being very upfront and realistic in their presses, to be fair to you. Yes, it's, it's, we, we circumvent these trouble these troubles by just uh, supplying a, a real picture. Yeah, yeah. Easy as that. But I, I understand would... how other labels cannot do that because they're mm-hmm. financing the releases as they Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Yannick? Black Final, do you still collect it? Does it matter to you? Or have you been taken in by the colors? Yeah, I, I, I would say I, I prefer much more to have a, like a beautiful colored yeah. vinyl. Uh, but if there's no option and I really like the music, yeah, mm-hmm. especially in the like in the punk scene, some some bands don't release uh, colored vinyl, and yeah, because it's it's cheaper to do just a simple black pressing, and like it's a it's a way also to support them. So, and is is it much cheaper that to, to press on black as opposed to different color? But it is. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. I a lot actually. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah? Is it 50% more expensive for someone to produce it on the color or is there even a figure you can put out there? Not by heart, but usually, usually once you start adding colors, you are also adding cleanup fees, for example. Okay. And if if you're just doing one color, that's not not happening. And what about the myth that black vinyl is a lot cleaner, crisper, sounds better than colored vinyl and that? Is that the case? <laughs> you don't want to say Some it. people say clear vinyl sounds the best. Some say black sounds the best. Okay. Some say um, half and half split records sound the worst. Yeah. Or white records sound the worst. Or okay. picture discs sound the worst. And picture discs are like the only sustainable um, uh, thing or the only sustainable um, call. Okay. Or, or they can back up. Yeah, picture discs really sound worse than other vinyl. They do, obviously. It's because, obviously, there's a coating of something over the vinyl. Like, isn't there? There's a picture here. Like, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. The way they do it is um, they have a disc and they just uh, smack on a picture and then smack on a small layer of vinyl. And uh, it's oh, not even okay. vinyl, I think. And then they press into that. So it's, it's much smaller. Yeah. So there's um, not, not that much depth to it. As, as, be- as beautiful as they look, yeah, there is definitely a lack of quality in the sound. Exactly. There's, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe for Yannick, I'd say there, I, as I mentioned already, I know you're a one-man show. Like, you don't foresee taking people on, so that's not, that's not in the plans. No, yeah. As I mentioned, it's mm-hmm. like I've been used to working like that uh, for the four years now. Yeah. And as it's uh, like, yeah, it, it's been my, my thing since the beginning and I've been putting money in that, so like it's easier to know where I mean uh, how how much I I have put and everything, and so yeah. it's it's easier but, to do it like that. Like this isn't for, for profit, like Yannick. Sure, it's not. This is literally for the love of music. Like why you do this? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like the the main point at the beginning was to help people put their music on on record yeah, yeah. that they couldn't afford otherwise. So and have, you lost, have you lost money on it? Uh, yeah, I'm still not. Uh, I still haven't broke even. Uh, okay. Still, the, 
since the beginning, but I'm getting closer, like yeah. uh, thanks to the Show Me a Dinosaur last year. <laughs> that oh. really helped. <laughs> that is a very interesting one because how did that come about? I suppose that's a question for both of you because, <laughs> Felipe, as you know, you were doing all the Show Me a Dinosaur presses. And... Yeah, let me start by yeah. um, we announced the, um, the end of the label early enough to the bands and released all of them if they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were then free to find new labels and uh well <laughs> okay there's where yannick comes in yannick on your side of the fence and how did it happen for you yeah they they just contacted me so i was like okay yeah that's weird uh, aren't you on elusive and they said yeah they can't release the because it wasn't announced yet that you you would stop mm-hmm. so i was just checking before like because i like to me, like show me a dinosaur was elusive and like, yeah. and it was a huge pressure to, to be up to the quality. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I really need to do something really cool. And, and so, yeah, that was one of the main, main things that I thought about uh, during all the, the discussions at the beginning. So, because I know you had a tough time on, on, on the evening of, of the release, I mean, oh, this, yes, I think your, your system went down, did it? You had a torrid time. Ah, uh, yeah, that was the the worst. Like I, after that, it, it was cool because people still managed to buy them. But like at uh, they went online at seven, and at seven, like no one could, could no one get could an order. Yeah. I feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I I changed stuff after that, so. Mm, oh, we discussed about that, yes. Yeah, but it worked out in the end, Yannick, didn't yeah. it? Did it? Yeah. Did both presses sell out? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Now they they both sold out, and uh, we actually talked about a repress, but they found a a new label, like they okay. announced it like a few a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, a German label that that will help them like to have a, a broader distribution. So okay, so they will yeah. repress it with them. They will be with AOP Records. And, and how big would they be, Philip? Do you know much about them? How big would they be in comparison to Elusive, um, for instance? AOP Records is surely a number or two or three numbers bigger than Elusive Sound. Okay. And they have, for example, been releasing Harakiri for the Sky or Kark. If oh, that right. rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. That's and they also big. do quality releases. I own some of those. They do wooden boxes. They do um, quality sleeves and quality... Yeah. Pressings a bit a bit less um, colorful than we do, but yeah, understandably for the bigger you get, the more difficult it, it is to yeah. um, to sustain that. They're a quality pressing plant, yeah. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I suppose yeah. my next question again is for both of you: as what's next? I know this year could be the year for elusive sounds to wrap up, and I, I suppose I don't want to be putting you on the spot, Philippe. Like, I mean, if there's something that you don't want to be telling, or you're unsure about, <laughs> so I'll go. <laughs> just... So I'll go straight to Yannick. <laughs> yeah, Nick, how are things going for you? I mean, what, where do you hope to see yourself this time next year? With the, I mean, would you like would you like to be taking on more work? Are you happy with what you have? Um, no, not more work. Like no. I think I will. It will stay the same. Like uh, until I try to to stop that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I have already like some releases planned. Uh, uh, I'm actually working on 
on one at the moment uh, uh, from a new uh, UK band. They, they are called Dead Bird. Uh, they they have uh, they have released one song uh, last week. I saw that actually. Yeah, I did spot that. Yeah. Yeah. And nice to know. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like. Uh, it's the new band from the the Chris, the drummer of uh, TTNG. Okay. And it's more post -hard, post hardcore screamo, so definitely my thing. That's your scene, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. We're we're talking about the variants, uh, finishing the artwork at the moment. Uh, so yeah, normally it should look cool. I'm I'm really happy about that. Just on that, so Yannick, I mean, as you said, now you and the band will decide on the, the variant, right? And as you go to Dunk, then, is it with what you want, basically? Uh, sorry, I didn't catch um, Like you mentioned now, for Dead Birds release, yeah. potential release, future yeah. release, you decide between yourselves and the band on what variant yeah. to go with, what colors, and then you speak to Dunk and Dunk. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we do that a bit at the same time to make sure that we can, that what we envision fits what they can do. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, we'll, we'll try something new this time. So hopefully it will look cool in the end, but uh, yeah, that, yeah, that would match really well the, the artwork. So. Great stuff. I mean, there was a big question here, I suppose, for anyone who's into vinyl, but it may not be relative to both yourselves, like is the mass produced vinyl at the moment and the delays and people waiting months upon months for releases, you know I mean? I actually lost track of how many I have waiting. I just get, you know, you get an email coming in saying, you see it and you go, oh, here we go. Another, another delay before you even open the email, you know, it's coming. And I suppose it's the same because you're also buying records as well as making them. So is it a case that they, the bigger orders get moved to the top? Is, is that how it works? Like, is there a bit of favoritism there? Do you think? With um, Pirates Press, I'm actually not, not sure mm. because... Um, it's such a big operation and they, um, Paris Press actually is a broker only for GZ Media. GZ Media is the actual pressing or production okay. plant. And um, they have been pretty exact with what dates they have been giving us Okay. for, for um, releases. Yeah. And for the next thing we want to, to have pressed, um, I've asked about like, a month ago, when when we could get a spot or when when our mm -hmm. next possible spot would be, and they told us it would be June, June okay. of this year. So, which is actually not not bad for me, I think. But we have been long-standing customers, just not with big volumes, but like steady customers. Yeah, and so it's it's hard to actually. Um, prove anything, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's not an issue for you, as I said. I, I didn't expect it to be because you have probably a good relationship with who has been pressing ears for a long time, you know. And yeah, yeah, Yannick, it's, you're it's, the same. Dunk. I mean, I don't think you'd have too many issues with Dunk, do you? Yeah, and it's easier with Dunk because they're they're not doing big pressings. Like it's mostly in mm. this scene, so it's it's a bit better. Uh, yeah. even if they still get uh, more and more orders. Uh, but yeah, that's that's working pretty well. Obviously, quality is tending to drop a bit too, isn't it? With the bigger presses, like, I mean, you know, your regular pop pop record, which is getting hundreds and thousands of presses, I mean, 
one of my kids brought something home there one day and fuck it, the noise like was ridiculous like it, it was unlistenable to you know I mean it gives it gives it a bad name at times doesn't it the whole vinyl game like I mean they're throwing stuff out there just to have it on the shelf I think it's a conscious decision to uh, lower quality mm. by the one that orders okay. or by the, by the, by the labels and any, any other quality issues just are, would be false by the plant. Like you can only use a stamper for around thousand records and you have to make a new one after that. And if they don't do that, it's their fault. So, and then and yeah, everything yeah. else is just profit maximizing in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You think the same? And we have seen some some really um, egregious examples of profit maximizing. Yeah, like che- cheaply made records that cost like below ten dollars to make, sold for forty, fifty, sixty dollars, euros, you name it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's horrible. <laughs> no, no, you're you're right. You're dead right. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it is. I suppose there's no point, Yannick. You're thinking you take the same. I suppose you know it's you're living in, and breathing it here every day. You know you, you can see it all for what it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, I see that when, because yeah, as I mentioned, sometimes I do, I do co-releases, so I, I'm not in charge of the pressing part and mm-hmm. I just get my copies and sell them on my side. And like it happened with the, uh, the Coven record that I released uh, okay. a few months ago. Like it was made, uh, like in, I, I don't remember which pressing plant. And they are really thin and like the sound is not really yeah. good quality. The like the cover is a bit blurry. So you're like, ah, it's sad to have that and to try at the same time to do some really great looking records that are perfect for the for the people who buy them. So Yeah, like I said, I mean both of your labels, like you know, it, it they're always coming across a professional, they've got a good reputation. The last thing you want to do. Mm. Is destroy all that with a, with a bad press, like you know, mm. it's um, it's one of those things. Um, I suppose I want to go on to a couple of easy, easy questions. I call them there's three. I normally have three session questions, I call them, and I'd ask fans three specific questions at the end of every show. So I had to alter them a small bit, obviously, because we were talking from a different side of the game. So, and I gave you a heads up, so you should have your answers ready. I'd say, <laughs> I'm hoping. So I suppose the first of the three questions was if you could press any album in the whole post metal scene, past or any post genre, whatever it is, past or present, under your name, voice and hard, under elusive sound, what would it be? What album? We go with Philippe first, I'd say, because he looks. Yeah, I looks, actually have looks one here. Yes, ah, I yes. am. Ah, Jesus, yes, the stunner. That is uh, Red Forest by If This Street Could Talk. You would love to have that under elusive sounds label. Yes, I would. Um, Personally, mm-hmm. let me say I have tried to make a move here, but I have no um, absolutely no luck with that. Okay. Um, this has been released in, I think, 10 variants now <laughs> over the years, and the, la- the latest ones by Metal Blade. Yeah. Um, and they never improved on, on, on quality as uh, of the packaging. I get you. I get you. Yeah. They have, however, remastered the albums which is a great thing because they sound much better than they used to. Yeah. I have an older press, which as much as I love that album, Red Forest is an incredible album. Yeah. And for me personally, yeah, it's it's a really important record for me because that's the one record that got me into post-rock and probably also helped kick off the label. Oh, very good. Yeah. So that's, 
Is it specifically Red Forest if you were to pick an album or is it just to get If These Trees Could Talk onto the elusive? It's Red Forest. That's the album. I like the other ones as well a lot, Mm -hmm. but Red Forest is just... It's just all up there, you know. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one, yeah. Yannick, what about yourself? Uh, so I haven't prepared. So <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah as I mentioned, you have to think on your feet here. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned earlier, like Mia Edrich is like my my favorite uh, band and album of all time. It's been repressed uh, recently by Echo Canyon, okay. and like. Uh, a few years ago, a friend of mine told me that uh, maybe it would get me to into that repress. And I was like, yeah, do it. Uh, I'm up for it, definitely. And in the end, they they, they pressed it with their label, which made sense. Okay. Okay. But yeah, that would have been like my highlight. There you go. You, you taught fast there. That didn't take too long to come up with. So it must, <laughs> it must be a very important album for you, Yannick. Last what album, past or present again? Would you like to see finally getting a vinyl release? An album that is probably only on CD or digital format at the moment. I have a favorite of mine actually as well, but I'll go to Philippe first. <laughs> um, I have two actually. And yeah. one is only semi because it, uh, it has been released in a box set. And that would be um, Hellrunner's album Sol, okay. which is only available in, in a box set currently. And um, I just don't want to buy the whole set just for that album. Yeah, yeah. And the other one that hasn't been pressed is uh, Dark Space 4. You, Dark Space is uh, actually a, a band from Bern in Switzerland. So it's just like yeah. 10 kilometers from my place. And Dark, Dark Space 4. Yes. Okay, we take that. And they, the problem with, with their songs is that they are incredibly long. Mm-hmm. They, their songs go for 21 and I think 27 or 28 yeah. minutes. On that album so that's really hard to release actually it's not it, impossible it is a tough thing because i have a swarm of the sun's the woods and i think mm-hmm. there's one of the tracks it stops and you have to flip over mm-hmm. so it'd be for the sound to continue which is a bit of a shame like you know it, it funny thing is the moment it has it has been done on um, on the moon sorrow box that actually that i own because moon sorrow is also known to have extremely long tracks yeah yeah <laughs> what about yourself Yannick that question if you could um, see an album finally getting a vinyl press yeah I, I think I would I would love to have a, a pressing of uh, the Pax Cecilia uh, Blessed Arbonne uh, like the, um, it was released like in 2006 uh, as a CD and uh, at that time it was uh, sent for free uh, to the people who, who were asking they okay. just paid shipping fees and it was uh, it was given like that, and it actually this year uh, the the guy uh, who was writing the the songs uh, made a new project that's called Odd and Elegy, and it's a fifty five minute song uh, with like between post hardcore and and like with lots of orchestral instruments, and it's amazing and. I've, Did you say a 55-minute track? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's only like one piece and like it's really, really good. And you you get all the elements that were so good in uh, mm-hmm. the Pax Cecilia. But it's, yeah, I, like it, it actually got better with time. And Brilliant. so 
yeah, and this one, I, I got in touch with him to to know if there was a plan of on doing a vinyl. It was like uh, it's a fifty-five minute song, and I don't know how to cut it, so <laughs> I think it will never happen. So, yeah, yeah this one yeah. would be would be cool. My my own personal choice would be uh, Audrey Falls' Mito album. It's one of my favorite post metal albums ever, and. Um, I just think it's very similar to Red Forest, actually, in sound. Uh, I think they, were, they have a lot of similarities. But Audrey Fall, for me, if, there, if anyone's out there, Yannick, have no check in that one. Maybe you might get a press for me. <laughs> <laughs> just send me the info after the I need to listen to exactly. that. Send it to me too, because I, I'm intrigued to listen to it now. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you probably did hear it at some stage, but I'll definitely send it on to you, lads. And I suppose, lastly, give me a name of an album. Are a band to look out for this year, a release that's up and coming? That was a hard or is a hard one for me because I always miss those. <laughs> yeah. I'm really bad on, with these. So so my general general advice is just to look out for um, the Russian St. Petersburg bands like um, Turna, Shomina, yeah. so yeah. all Lava and all the projects that come from from that circle of guys. Also Blankenberg, of course, they are not with us anymore. They're doing their own thing, but yeah. yeah. That's an incredible scene at the moment, isn't it? It is. St. Petersburg scene. I mean, that sound is... Really hot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it really is. We could have signed more bands if you wanted to. (laughs) Unbelievable. Is there a lot more bands there, is there, in that scene? They're emerging really quickly. Yeah. So so you just got to keep your eyes open and, yeah. What did you make the vocals on Tierna's track on the album? Um, The name of the track escapes me now. The vocals from Gera, is it? Did the vocals? Oh, Listok, you mean? Listok, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of them? Actually, I haven't listened to that album because no I way. want to savor it for the vinyl release. Oh, that has been delayed again and again and again. And that was one I was going to reference a while ago. I'm sick of seeing that email from Candlelight come in and say, delayed, yeah. delayed. I delayed. know you were referencing that. Oh, <laughs> I'm avoiding this album for. Until for, it's, for it's right yeah. on my doorstep. Yeah. Yannick, go back to you. Some a band or an album to look out for this year? Yeah, I, I haven't uh, I haven't thought about it. Like uh, are, I, I'm always bad at remembering which <laughs> bands uh, should release a record. Me too. And so yeah, usually I, I track every Friday what is going to be released, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> so yeah. Out of curiosity, how do you go about? Checking new music, as do you go to Bandcamp and literally see what's been dropped in there, or do you have another way of finding new music? I'd be curious to know. Yeah, I I know I follow a French webzine uh, that does a, a pretty good listing of most of the releases that are out every Friday, uh-huh. and then I go to to uh, to Deezer to listen to them, uh, like it's the French Spotify, and yeah. Uh, Usually I do that, and sometimes yeah, you have those automatic playlists with the, mm-hmm. the bands you listen to, and they say, "Okay, you have a new release now." So that's right. It helps with my bad memory. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, and you're lucky not reading the questions at the end of the email. And these three questions I gave you. <laughs> what about you, Philippe? Do you, how do you source new music? A few ways, but none none are really that good, I guess. Um, first one is friends. Mm-hmm. I get recommendations by friends. Yeah. And customers from the label actually too, and um, the other one is uh, finding them by chance by following mm-hmm. the labels. 
Okay. Okay. Or certain labels, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm tracking more labels than bands, I think now. Right. <laughs> and um, lastly, is by chance, as in they automatically show up on Spotify. Yeah. Spotify mm-hmm. playlists, Spotify you may like, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, that's how I found Sw- A Swarm of the Sun, for example. Another incredible band, one of my favorites. Yeah, Unreal. Unreal. That's. Um... That's all my questions. That's everything. I want to thank you both so much for coming on. Philippe, I don't know how long is left in Elusive Sound, but look, I wish you well for however long more, yet you're still sharing great music with us. So I appreciate everything you've done so far and for all the albums that you've you've given us. They're thank you so much. They're absolutely fantastic, they really are. Yannick, I hope you can carry the candle when, they're, when they've left the building. Um, you're doing a fantastic job yourself at the moment. Again, I have your winter dust i have your show me dinosaur fantastic stuff great quality again and um, i wish you all the best thank you everybody that's it and thanks for joining me again on the show tune in again in two weeks time where we'll have i won't give too much away but it's a band from the states very very different band but until then thanks to richie again from the metal cell podcast for producing and editing the show and talk to you all soon cheers now bye-bye